Welcome to the Lloyd's List podcast. I'm Michelle Vesey Bockman, Principal Analyst with Lloyd's List Intelligence. Today I'm going to talk about the failure of the marine insurance industry to deal with the very distressing human fallout from the largest and most brazen maritime insurance fraud in the history of the Lloyd's market. A High Court judgment found that in July 2011, the financially desperate owner of the Suez Max tanker, Brilliante Virtuoso, arranged for a fake piracy attack in the Gulf of Aden, setting the vessel ablaze. Talbot AIG was the lead hull and machinery underwriter. The company instructed marine services provider Noble Denton, who in turn employed Captain David Mockett, a maritime surveyor in Aden, Yemen, to inspect the damaged vessel. Days after the inspection, and after raising doubts pirates were responsible, Captain Mockett was murdered when a bomb placed underneath his car in Aden exploded. A UK coroner's report 18 months later concluded that Captain Mockett was unlawfully killed and evidence from a UK diplomat concluded it was related to the insurance scam. Honourable Justice Tier, in his October 2019 High Court judgment, found the shipowner committed insurance fraud and that Captain Mockett appeared to have been murdered. David Mockett left behind his widow, Cynthia, and two daughters, Rachel and Sarah. To this day, Cynthia hasn't even been paid for the work that her husband carried out for Noble Denton. I travelled to Plymouth last weekend to speak with Cynthia and her daughters, Sarah and Rachel. Have you ever heard from Talbots or Dentons in the last 13 years? No, no. Uh, nobody came to see me from the company uh, and nobody phoned me up and had a conversation. The, the, the longest conversation I've had with Talbot has been in the last few days when Chris Cash uh, has phoned me up. Um, but nobody came to see me and nobody has phoned me up and nobody has mentioned compensation, nothing. Because when David died, everything died with him. His pay packet, his pension disappeared. I've had nothing. The only, the only insurance I have been able to claim was from Reader's Digest that we had done personally. Nothing to do with the company. It was our own personal um, insurance and I managed to get that after a fight. So Rachel and Sarah, how do you feel about this, watching your mum fight and the extraordinary lack of sympathy, empathy, responsibility that London's marine insurance industry has shown towards her? It's been very frustrating. I mean, we uh, appreciate that it's probably a, a massive web that is very difficult to unpick. And people look at it and go, Lordy. It's like, if I pull that that string, all of this then starts to appear. And I just think people have looked at it and thought it's too big. Too big for us to, to start to investigate because there's too much other stuff that it would uncover. But we had, we've had to keep going and we've had to support mum just because none of us want dad to have died in vain. You know, there's obviously loopholes out there and we want them all tightened up so no other family has to go through what we've been through. 
So you've gone through quite a lot, haven't you, Cynthia? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. I mean, after David died and there was no income, mm. um, I had to sell the house. I could not have stayed there. I definitely did not have the money or any financial support to stay there. You had to sell your jewellery before yes, you sold the house. Yes, I had to sell, sell all my jewellery, apart from the the basics that I was going to hang on to, like my wedding, you know, the obvious. Um, I had to sell that. And let's make no mistake, your your husband left you well well cared for. He, he had did. plans and there was a policies, but as you said, everything, his passport, his employment contract, the agreement that he had with his employer in Yemen to leave with five times his annual salary, that all vanished as did, yes, the, as did his employer. It mm. disappeared. When I phoned up his second in command, mm. uh, to, to find out Dad's second in command wasn't Dad's it? Dad's yeah. second in command and I can't remember his name now but he was a lovely young lad and I said to him have you got David's because he was in David's office he was mm. going through David's things in Aden mm. and I said about the diary and that he said madam it's gone missing I said what about all the folders that he had on a table because I used to go down to the office with him and mm. sit there while he was working in the evenings and then we would from there, perhaps go out shopping or to eat. And on this table, he had um, all the different ships he was dealing with, with folders. And the BV was one of the folders. The Brianti Virtuoso. Yes, yes. Mm. And that had gone, he said, Madam, that's gone. He said, somebody's been in and taken that. And he said, I can't do anything about it. He said, I've got to be very careful. Mm. At that time, I didn't know what, could possibly happen to them individually if they got too close to it. Cynthia Mockett hasn't even been compensated in any way for David's death, and that's despite his evidence being used in the High Court case and save insurers from paying out $80 million. And the fees for that lot came to £24 million. Well, that's even more disgraceful that Yes, All and I never got, saw, yeah. I never saw a hateney. And they, the lawyers, collected £24 million in fees. And I think probably what, what we're also the, the audience needs to know is it was David's evidence that yes. ultimately yes. found the, the ship owner yeah. to be guilty. Well, what I found, yeah. every single day, they were using my husband's evidence to prove what had happened. To the vessel. And I think it's all to do with greed. Money talks. Money talks. It not talk, doesn't just talk. It screams. They do say it is the root of all evil. Yes. Mm. And, and this is pure greed. This is just... And what is so sad is the, the human side of it seems to have disappeared altogether. So, Rachel and Sarah, what would you like to see for your mum? To give you an idea, it was first raised with the National Crime Agency in 2014 that this is obviously a serious case and potentially has, you know, far-reaching effect for not just our own um, personal situation, mm. but for others within the UK, other families, etc. Mm. And just some proper answers. So we actually thought that after the case... Uh, that was in the High Court where fraud was proven. We thought, oh, excellent, we're going to get somewhere. Radio silence. It's almost like it is, as Rachel had said earlier, 
just too difficult and it does make me wonder as you start you know going crazy mm. in your head of how many people are in on this how many people have absolutely no incentive to stop what is a marine fraud because it's financially viable for those to carry on mm. regardless I asked Cynthia Mockett what she wants from the marine insurers that ultimately ordered the investigation into the Brillianti virtuoso that led to her husband's murder. Well, I'm not a greedy person. Mm. I don't agree with greed. I've never liked it. But I would have liked the, the amount that was promised, well, not promised to David, written in his contract, which would have given me a decent lifestyle. I mean, I don't go on holidays. I can't, can't afford holidays. Mm. I'm on a basic widow's pension. So, so here's a challenge for the marine insurers and some of the senior people in the insurance industry that I know listen to the podcast. How can we put right this wrong for, for the widow of Captain David Mockett? Um, something, it's very clear, has to be done. So... Rachel, Sarah, what would you like to tell them, um, given that they're listening now, about how they have to fix this problem of your mum's? Without any using any four-letter words, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is, as, as mum had mentioned before, Dad's contract, on the event of his death, mum was supposed to have been paid five times Dad's annual salary, which would have left her financially secure to the end of her time and that has never materialized so to see some kind of recompense mm -hmm. going forward anything backdated to actually recognize the fact that mum was left with nothing and I don't just mean financially nothing is they've been together since they were 15 and by somebody else's hand mum was left with you know without yeah. the love of a life yeah. and mum has often said is you know at, at 12 o'clock I was happily married by half past one I was a widow and In, by yeah as quick as that yeah and by somebody else's hand by yeah. somebody else's greed my dad's life was snuffed out so I'd like to welcome to the Lloyd's List podcast, Sir Gary Streeter, who is Cynthia Mockett's local member of parliament. Um, welcome to the podcast, Sir Gary. And um, just, just tell me, how appallingly has the marine insurance industry treated your constituent? Well, I think it's been a disgraceful episode from start to finish. Uh, well over 10 years ago, her husband was blown up whilst doing his duty in the marine in industry uh, and there's been well there's been a, a lack of support or compensation in the, all that time and of course one of the things that i've been working on is the, the appalling lack of an investigation into the circumstances surrounding that obvious murder um uh, even though the evidence coming out of the court case which i'm sure you're going to mention in a moment is compelling uh, and much much more should have been done um, I've had meetings with Metropolitan Police and with the City of London. We've had numerous sort of letters and correspondence with them. I've raised this in the House of Commons at least twice. 
and happy to raise it again to try and get some action and some engagement by the prosecuting authorities into investigating something, particularly, as I say, where with all of the evidence that came out of the, the uh, virtuoso court case uh, and the very strong words of the judge in that case, clearly identifying who was responsible uh, for the entire fraud and all that surrounded it. So I, I've been, I hope I've been serving my constituent well, but it's been very frustrating because we haven't actually got uh, the reaction that we've been looking for up to now. Why do you think the police, either the City of London or the, or the London Met, what's the sticking point here? Is it just too hard? I think it did at early days, it went into a file marked too hard. Um, and it hasn't really left that file, despite my best efforts. Obviously, we all understand that investigating something that took place in Yemen, which in- increasingly over the last 10 years has been a basket case of a country, with no obvious mm. uh, prudent government and so on. But we weren't really calling for that. We were giving the Metropolitan Police and, and City of London authorities other options too to investigate um, this this issue coming out of the, again, the evidence coming from the commercial case and finding their way forward in terms of the the Piracy Act and all kinds of other legislation which was relevant without necessarily investigating this as a murder in a foreign jurisdiction. But uh, unfortunately, I've been unable to persuade them thus far. And the most disgraceful thing, I think, is is the circumstances that this has left Cynthia Mockett in. She hasn't even been paid for the invoice um, for, for the work that um, Captain Mockett did that led to his his murder. I mean, it's it's mm. just it, it, it's beyond belief, really, that the the industry can treat her that way. And we are talking about one of the loveliest women that walks the earth. She is an absolutely lovely person uh, with a lovely family. Um, I think really, if she had been better advised early in the early years, uh, a substantial litigation could have been mounted for compensation. Uh, and I hope perhaps I hope it's not too late if, if the marine industry are not going to voluntarily compensate her for all the pain and suffering she's been through. Uh, then I, I still think, given all the evidence that's flowed from the court case just a couple of years ago, I think that a litigation of some kind is appropriate. Mm. But I, I will keep bashing away at government, to keep bashing away at the prosecuting authorities to see if we can put them under pressure to do something more. But in the meantime, I hope the marine industry will be inspired by your work, Michelle, to f- feel the guilt that they should feel and make things right. Just to finish up, I reached out repeatedly to Talbot's chief executive, Chris Rash, over January via email and left phone messages and have yet to hear back from him. I did hear from AIG's media person in the US last week and we had an off-the-record conversation. I've not heard back from him since either. Chris Rash, however, upon hearing that this podcast was planned, did call Cynthia Mockett seven days ago and passed on his condolences and apologies. It was the first time she'd actually heard from anybody in the marine insurance industry. We can but hope that a belated solution is around the corner.